0: with catechists and those kind of catechal uh, as well as parishioners that come for this ministry and really they're always wanting to learn more and to better serve in this community and open the doors of our, our churches and our faith community properties to the best of their ability. Um, and a gift that came recently to me was the invitation to participate in a series of booklets to children. The publisher was 23rd publications and last year they invited me to write a booklet specifically on how to talk to children about people with disabilities. So I say that it was a gift to me to write it and I'm happy to let you know that now that gift is available for people to obtain a copy of it. Uh, so it's 23rd publications is who produce these who are producing these booklets there on And again, when I was able to write um, was how to talk to children about people with disabilities. So how do I talk to my child about might be a, a it's not an uncommon question for parents as well as teachers and catechists. Uh, Abstract concepts, hard to broach subjects, and sensitive issues all require a particular kind of language that gives a child enough information without being over. Of so this is true for many aspects of our faith. So, 23rd Publications created this series of booklets to provide parents as well as catechists and teachers with a range of questions about these topics. Each one offers terminology relatable to a young child's experience as well as family activities to stimulate further conversation and comprehension. In sharing these responses, you're likely to find yourself more than capable of talking to your child about the other topics of faith and practice. So today I just thought, in sharing this gift with you, I will bring just a few of the, the chapters, so to speak, are really just um, one page of text on a couple different topics. Uh, each book has 10 topics, actually, so in this one we have things on um, loving others, the needs of siblings, wheelchairs, ramps, and more, visible and invisible disabilities. We talk about people's first language. So each chapter just has this small, short sound bites on various topics about people with disabilities, but again, understandable for a younger person's intellect and abilities. So if if you'll allow me, I just wanted to read a few of the short chapters to you. I'm gonna start with the one called Love One Another. It reads, the first section of each little Small, short chapter is uh, for the it's really adult formation. So it's for the adult that's reading the booklet. And then the next section is titled Talking to Your Child. And then each one ends with a very brief prayer. So again, this one is titled Love One Another. For your information, the greatest command, Love One Another as I Have Loved You, summarizes the heart of the Bible. True love for others is demonstrated beyond. First given to us is generously passed on to others, especially when there is no exception, expectation of repayment, or even any means to do so. It is love well that it is other directed, especially to the most vulnerable among us. God's love teaches us the value of having a servant's heart. To form hearts for God in others we must first look within. How does the greatest commandment impact how we perceive or treat individuals with disabilities? Do we see the face of Christ in their face? Can we allow them to lead us in prayer? Scripture calls us to love and affirm one another at all times. In doing so, we embrace the reality that we need each other. When children see and hear adults live this biblical truth, they are more likely to become adults who will do the same. heart is a muscle, about the size of our fist. Like all muscles, it needs exercise. Have the name exercises that he do. Maybe it's jumping jacks or running. Now explain that how we treat other people affect how big our heart becomes. Think that every time we show love for another person, the love that God placed in our heart grows. Ask your child or group to think about the most loving people they know. Tell them that even though you don't know who they are thinking about, you believe you can describe them. They are always happy to see you. They make you feel special when you are together. They are always peaceful and happy. Their smile makes other people smile. They share what they have with everyone, especially people who have less than they do. Their generosity sad, but because they are filled with joy and gratitude. Explaining that having a loving heart is like having an invisible magnet in your heart. It attracts people to you. Everyone enjoys being near people who have loving hearts. People who are loving are loved by others and beloved by God. God blesses the people who love generously by filling their hearts with more love, peace, and joy. We say that loving have big hearts. Jesus showed us how to love everyone and calls us to do the same. Tell them to tell you about a time when they showed God's love to someone, like Jesus did. Ask them, why did you do so? And then, how did they feel afterwards? What are some other things they could do Discuss loving acts they could do for people with disabilities. Maybe stop and talk. Open the door. Read or write for them if needed. And the prayer at the end of this page says Loving God, enlarge our hearts so that others always feel loved and cared for when they are with us. Another chapter is titled, Siblings, Company Needs too. Oftentimes, siblings and families can be overlooked. So much focus and attention needs to be on the individual who has greater needs that um, we always want to just remind ourselves when we know a family who has a child with a disability, The adults for your information. Parents who have more than one child generally strive to be available to the needs of every child proportionately. The more children, the more taxing this balancing act can be. When the needs of one child significantly, significantly outweigh the needs of others, little choice remains. Families like any society are called to be, are called by God to the people with the greatest needs first and foremost. Parents of children with disabilities carry this awareness in their hearts all the time. It affects them and their entire family, physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. Siblings of a child with a disability have their own set of needs. They may not speak about it or be overtly aware early in life that they are maturing and their sibling. By their life circumstance, they will share in providing care for their sibling or siblings, as some families have more than one child with a disability. It's been said that if you want to know how to treat someone with a disability, watch their siblings. They will spend their entire lives in a front row seat observing their parents' model compassion, patience, and love beyond measure. Though we must also recognize that having a child disability can also tear a family apart. Siblings may exceed their parents' expectations in adulthood, but that doesn't mean childhood was easy for them. Talking to your child. Ask your child or group if they know what the word stigma means. Look it up together and discuss a simple definition, which could be something to be ashamed of if they know anyone who has a could be spend a lot of time in hospitals. How do think they feel to blank, let them name a response, and ask them why. Explain that a sibling can feel many emotions, anger, hurt, fear, etc. But more than anything, they want everyone to treat their brother or sister with love, just as they looks or behaves differently doesn't matter in God's world. We all act and behave differently. We all need acceptance and someone to talk to when we have strong feelings. You invite your child to identify people they can talk to. And the prayer at the end of this short chapter is, Thank you, Lord, for the gift of our family. We ask that you always stay close to us as you provide for all of our needs. Short chapters in this new booklet out titled How to Talk to Children About People with Disabilities. Again, it was a gift um, to be invited to write that book for 23 publications. And if it would help you or your family or someone you know, I hope you look up that resource. Uh, again, working in this ministry is is a gift every day. The needs of our families and our communities Similar and yet different. Um, Similar in the sense of, they are a family just like every other family. They want to belong to communities. They want to be in the world and enjoying life. They have hopes and dreams and goals for their children. So no different than every family. So again, we always say we're more alike than we're different, but yet, yes, absolutely, they have some challenges that are, again, greater than my family or or another family may have. So how can we pastorally respond and in little ways as well as the big ways? Everything we do is helping to open the doors of the church and the world for them to be um, thriving and uh, achieving those goals and those dreams. So do what we can wherever we are to support the their journey. And um, I would say God will do the rest. So thank God for the Holy Spirit to oversee this ministry and to Bless all of us with the gifts that God wishes us to receive.